You are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI, any technology, or anything else. You are unique. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. Other beings are envious of you. I see you, and you see yourself. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or end your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs your traditions, or your tribes. You are the value in the economy, and you are seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you provide. If you are working a job and you're homeless or houseless, and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized, and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. I smell the inside of my nose and then I hold onto the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's hard to believe. And then I exhale and I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are, but that is a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Oh, hello, everybody. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm Commercial Herschel. This is a really good day. Today's story is about memory. It's about memory, and I'm going to read you a short story called The Frequency of the Little People. So that's what this is about. But first, let me just place an ad or some kind of a promo right at this mark. Evoking questions for your smart brain to ponder. 20, 30 minutes tops. Ease into your morning. Bedtime. Wake up. Sleepy time. Without any fear porn or panic media. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. Okay, thank you very much for sticking around. Today's short story is called The Frequency of the Little People. And I like to think about things like frequency. I did I do a lot of those. I did one about aliens and why aliens avoid us and why we don't see them and why um it's a good thing that we don't see them because for them it's good for them that we don't see them. And I did another one very recently about the fourth dimension and there's issues having to do with frequency there too. And I did the very first podcast where I talked about the pyramids and some practical applications to the way the pyramids are built. That also has some things to do with frequency, but what I'm going to do today is give, take it on a different kind of attack And we're going to talk about frequency some more, but also memory, also memory. It's really about memory, but frequency plays a role. And you know, frequency 
plays a role in everything. It really does. It really, really does play a role in everything. I'm, what I'm doing now is I'm just getting my little thing together here because I'm going to try to do sound effects while I read. And it's a little hard. It's a little hard to do because I've got one screen, but I'm using these teleprompter. I got, I, I got a teleprompter program to help me do the show. And I'm going to try to do the sound effects the best I can. Okay. The frequency of the little people. Mark doesn't usually like to take a hike without having a mushroom tea. But today, he just doesn't have any. He's hoping to find some out on the trail. Once in a while, he documents his hikes via a voice recorder. And that's the plan for today. Here is Mark recording. I'm taking the trail in from Airport Road off of Iron Court. From there, I'll meet the trailhead and go right over the top of the hill. I expect it'll take a solid five hours. I hope I find something in the woods for a nice lunch. Either way, I know I'll find some good foraging. Mark knows where the good stuff is. He has a lot of regular routes based on the time of season and packs all the paper bags he needs to get everything home in his backpack. He leaves plenty of room in there. When I get to the top, I want to bushwhack down a cut to the left and meet the bend rather than following the trail to that point. I know there's got to be some nice stuff in there since it flows off the trail that way. It's too early for the blackberries, but I want to see if the bushes are there for later on this year. Something tells me it's going to be a bounty. It's early and soggy, and I'm not expecting much, but maybe some ramps and hopefully some kind of mushrooms, even if it's just puffballs, maybe some bitter herbs. i got to keep an eye on the punky wood for some good mushrooms, too. Taking a straight route over the hill from his place as the crow flies takes Mark all the way into town. It's a fun hike and an even more fun mountain bike ride. It's a great way to spend the day foraging for fungus, salad, and berries, then going into town for supplies and foraging a different route on the way home. He's been coming here since he was a child. His grandpa taught him these skills on this hill. Now, after inheriting the cabin, it's a regular part of his life as well, just like it was for his grandpa. What a long winter it's been. I love early hiking. Everything is waking up from winter, and the smell is good. The thaw is pretty intense this year for sure. Those damn beetles, the cold snaps should have gotten most of them. They're killing the woods. I'm going to grab some of this wild garlic from this berm on the way back from town. I don't want my bag to stink while I'm in the stores in town. Mark hears some rustling in the woods up ahead of him, and something that sounds like whispering. He picks up his pace, trying to catch up with the noise. Then he slows down when he sees something. That looks delicious. I never see anyone on this hill, but today there may be a fellow traveler up ahead. I don't know, but they're going to have to wait if they want to meet me, because I'm stopping for this bittercress. I'm going to eat some of this right now. How nice. Forgetting to turn off the recorder, Mark stuffs a handful of the tiny bittercress stalks and leaves into his mouth and hears the rustling again. Then he opens up 
one of his wax paper bags and gently adds a generous helping of the plant life to the bag. Up ahead, he sees a tiny person, a very small woman. She's the size of a child, but she looks like a full-grown person. She's in a shadowy spot under a tree, and it makes it hard for Mark to know what he's really seeing. She's wearing leather clothing. Her hair is black. Her skin is brown and kind of leathery looking. She seems disappointed at being seen. She looks at Mark sideways with reticence. Mark is incredulous. He rubs his eyes. Hello? Mark says somewhat fearfully, is someone there? Am I seeing things? I didn't even have any tea this morning. Just then, an even smaller person comes out from behind the tiny woman. She reaches down and speaks directly into the boy-looking person's ear and speaks in a strange language that sounds nothing like anything Mark has ever heard. Then the smaller boy child speaks back to her in the same way. Their teeth are odd and sharp-looking. They're long and thin, kind of like thorns. You don't remember us, Mark, she says to him, knowing his name. You won't remember us. None of your kind do. It's very strange when one of you at your age can see us. But don't worry, you'll forget us again. Mark is in shock at this little person speaking to him, this strange little person who knows his name. Wait, wait a minute, what what is this? Who, Who are you? How do you know my name? The two little people speak to each other again. The little woman comes out from the shadows to the trail in front of Mark. The little one behind her clings to her clothing. We knew you when you were little, Mark. We played with you. We often play with your kind when you're children. We enjoy you at that age. You taught us some of your games. We used to play with you right over there, she points to a clearing. We ran all over this hill with you, and your grandfather would look after you, never even knowing we were there. Mark is freaked out by this, and he sits down on the trail. The little one comes out from behind the woman and gently presses Mark's shoulder. Tag, you're it, Mark. (laughs) Mark looks up at her from his position on the ground. This is very strange, Mark says. I don't know how to process this. You knew my grandpa? We knew of him. He was a pretty good one as your kind go. You're not from here, Mark. This is our world. Your people came from out there a long, long time ago. She points to the sky. We exist in a kind of a different place, but sometimes we are in the same place, especially when you're children. You can all see us when you're little, but you never remember us. I I think I vaguely remember, Mark says. Your kind vaguely remember everything. That's one of the perplexing and frustrating things about you, she responds. You never remember. You either vaguely remember or you forget completely. How are those two things any different? That's why you can't see us, because you have no memory. The place we exist is different. You need fuller minds to see us. We stop existing to you as soon as you stop seeing us no matter how frequently. As you get older, you all kind of fall out of tune with this world. You call it frequency, and that's a very interesting word for that reason. I don't know what you mean, Mark says. We know, she responds. We're going to leave now, Mark. The two little people speak their language into each other's ears again, then recede back into the shadows and turn from Mark, moving along with a rustle. I have to document this so I don't forget, Mark says to himself. Mark sees that he never turned off his recorder 
and he begins listening back to the recording. He can only hear himself in silent pauses. There's no sound of the little woman's voice. He stands up and continues walking on the trail. I have to bushwhack that portion straight down to the bend so I can see if there will be more blackberries later on. The end. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm Commercial Herschel, and I'm going to do my little promo stuff now for you, okay? So you can find me at Podverse. You can find me at all podcast realms. You can find me broadcasting at KUAP Digital Broadcasting, troubledminds.org. You can find me at my Substack at Commercial Herschel. You can buy me a co- coffee to comment. That is buymeacoffee.com forward slash smellcast. You can watch video versions at BitChute, HowTube, and Rumble. And just do a search for Smell the Inside of Your Nose or for Commercial Herschel, and you'll find me at any three of those. BitChute is not spelled like S-H-O-O-T. It's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. Okay, and then there's also Stacker, which is a Web3 social media site. It's kind of like a cross between Reddit and Twitter. That is at stacker.news forward slash Herschel. And you can find me at a great site called Publish OX, Publish Zero X, and just do a search for Commercial Herschel when you get to Publish Zero X. That's a great site. I get a lot of downloads from there. There's no blue at tube here. There's no panic trauma social media. So anything you want to share from me really helps. If you see something that I do that you like, please share it any way you want. I can't stop you. So let's do another brief little ad right here, and then I'll come back and we'll just a little redux of this show. And then um, I'll ask you the question for the day, and we'll talk a little bit about memory. All right, just really briefly. It won't take long today. Okay, at this mark. Okay, so I told you about memory, and I and this was another story I did that had to do with like frequencies and being able to see things and not everything being in the light spectrum that we can observe as humans. There are many things outside of the light spectrum that we can't observe, and there are different species and different beings that come in and out of our plane of existence from time to time. And this was a story about that, but it's also a story about memory. And what's the deal with our memories? Like our, our, our memory, we do could use some technology to help us with our memories. I mean, AI and the cloud and things like that, they don't have anything at all on us. I know those big tech people like to make it sound like what they're building is superior to humans and they try to belittle us and try to like compare us to their, to their technology. But those technologies are good tools. You can put things in folders and you can find them later. And it's good. It's good because, you know, our memories are lacking. And so these tools are great. Um, But memory is weird. You know, there's so many things like what's in this story. Do you know that a lot of the spices that you eat and that you are accustomed to and the flavors that you love, those spices are antimicrobial. That's how our ancestors survived out in the woods. They used things like black pepper, garlic, oregano. 
fennel, all these uh, spices that sound great. There's so many of them. Fenugreek. There's so many antimicrobial spices. I mean, almost every spice that you use in your cooking has antimicrobial properties. And that's how they used to preserve food. They would get the meat, they would cut it up, they would just douse it in these spices, and they'd they'd pound it out into like balls, and and that is how they could make that food last longer without going bad because they didn't have refrigeration. But they figured out that these plants would save their lives. We have every single thing on this planet that we could possibly need. It gives us every single thing that we need. And you love those spices, and I wonder how many people know that those spices that you love to eat, I wonder if people know that when they're eating spices, that the reason that you love those flavors of those spices is because it's evolutionary. We have evolved alongside those spices for so many millennia that it's just natural for you to to like them and you might not even realize that that is the role that they played and there are so many things like that there's so many things like that like why it's important to have freedom of speech and why it's important to know objectively what's actually real and what isn't real you know and why it's important to understand how to come to a conclusion based on the observation of facts and the integration of those facts into events to be able to connect those dots and do critical thinking. And there's so many things about us that we forget. So here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to ask you the question for the day, and then we're going to do the daily send-off, which I do every day. Here is the question that I want to ask you today. If you could remember anything, anything at all, anything you forgot, what would it be? Thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show. Let's conclude with this. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We are on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment, an instant in an infinite universe. We are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we are even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say, That makes us insignificant. I very strongly, strongly disagree. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious 
beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You're masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter, to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. You are rare. You are not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate light. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself as you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me now. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.